The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Aranga. Good morning, everyone. This is not Terry Aranga. This is her replacement for today, Chantal Cecile Cura. I am the author uh, of numerous books on autism. I'm also the founder of AutismCollege.com. And today, to talk about a future of hope, uh, we are going to be discussing the future of adults on the spectrum. Uh, I have a book that is currently going to be out on the bookshelves March 27th, which was co-authored with my son, Jeremy, and it's called A Full Life with Autism. And today, my guest is Valerie Paradis, who is a very talented individual in many different areas, and we're going to be talking about her and so that you can know more about her and her background. But we're also going to be talking about the Autistic Global Initiative, of which she is the director. And so uh, without further ado, I'm going to say hello to Valerie. Good morning, Valerie, and thanks for being on the show with me today. Hi, Chantal. It's nice to be here with you. So, Valerie, uh, so that I don't bore everyone with reading your very long bio, do you want to give people a little bit of a background about um, the books that you've written and uh, what has led you to where you are today? Sure. Um, well, before I got involved in working in our autism community, uh, mostly working as an individual private consultant, but also working with nonprofit programs around the country. I was actually a professor of German literature and uh, a writer of creative nonfiction. And I published one of my first books. Uh, there were others, but I published a memoir some years ago about my life with my son, Elijah. And it's a story of our involvement in the autistic self-advocacy community uh, and the first 10 years of his life. It's called Elijah's Cup. Uh, it was published with Simon & Schuster. And that was sort of the beginning of my transition from academia and teaching at the college level at Bard College for about 13 years uh, into the autism community. After that, I started a school in upstate New York called the Aspie School. Uh, that was for middle and high school age students on the spectrum. And shortly after that, I took the model program I developed there to New York University's Asperger Institute, where I was director of education for a while. Um, during that time, I published or was working on a couple more books that were inspired, I guess, by the staff, students, and just what I was witnessing at the Aspie School. 
Uh, one of the books, uh, it's out now. It's called The Integrated Self-Advocacy Curriculum. And basically, it's a curriculum for staff in schools, agencies, and families who wish to support their loved ones or students or clients on the spectrum in developing self-advocacy ability. Um, The reason why I wrote it is because I thought that um, many people felt self-advocacy was a wonderful thing to pursue um, for people on the spectrum but didn't know how to go about even supporting someone and learning those skills. Um, A second volume of that book will be coming out probably this year with AAPC, Autism Asperger Publishing Company, um, and that book will be geared toward um, all disability groups. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. I've worked on that with two co-authors, uh, Janine Collins and Andrew Nelson. And then another book that just came out is called Lesson Plan a la Carte. That was also inspired by the work at the ASPE School. Uh, that's with AAPC, and it is a model for writing integrated lesson plans for school staff, and it's a method for combining academic learning with therapeutic support in real time right in the classroom. We've been piloting that model in schools all over New York City for quite some time, and um, it's proven to be very, very helpful to staff. Sounds really exciting. Yeah. You were going to say, Chantal? I just said it sounds really exciting, and now I'm waiting to hear what else you're going to tell me about yourself. Oh, uh, well, I just wanted to mention one other book that I contributed to that I'm very excited about. Uh, It's called Scholars on the Spectrum Achieving Dreams. It came out with Oracle Inc. right at the beginning of this year, and uh There's quite a few chapters in it, each authored by an adult on the autism spectrum, Uh, and I really recommend that to listeners. Uh, If you want to get a view into, um, you know, life on the spectrum for for adults, uh, which is a very pressing sort of concern right now in our community. Yes, and I think it's really important to note that... um, it's not something that you should wait until your child is an adult to be reading about, but some of these things that you can read, the experiences of people with adult, who are adults now, can give you insight as to what's important for your child to learn while they're at school. Because oftentimes, especially those who are on the more able end of the spectrum, we spend so much time on their academics that they graduate from high school, which is when their services end under the school district, to find out that they don't have the life skills they need and there are no services mandated once they graduate from high school. Whereas, through the IEP system, under the uh, Individuals with Disabilities in Education Act, it's a perfect way and a perfect opportunity to be teaching the life skills that people need so that when they graduate, they are more ready for real life. Would you agree, Val? Oh, I agree. And I think that um, as um, advocates, both on the spectrum or as family members of um, students on the spectrum, um, there's still a lot we can tap into in that process while uh, a young person is still in the school years uh, by just honing our our awareness of the IEP process um, and getting involved um, with that process. 
uh, one thing that I feel um, still isn't being addressed enough is uh, the process of transition. And, um, you know, right now I've been fostering three young adults uh, on the spectrum um, who are in, you know, out of high school and searching for what's next. Uh, one of them is my own son, and the other are his two best friends. And, um, you know, they're living with us. Uh, they're, they're applying for jobs. They're, you know, seeking paths, but they, they have no support. They don't receive services. Um, and uh, mostly because of the Asperger diagnosis that they have, um, but they do need really significant support. So in a sense, there are a lot of young adults out there um, getting by um, just by a thread, if at all, and um, uh, I think there's much more we can do before they exit the school years um, to ensure that schools are really stepping up and fulfilling those those federal mandates that um, IDEA uh, require. Right. I totally um, agree. And um, that's um, part of the reason I think that the Autistic Global Initiative exists. Wouldn't you say, Val? I mean, it's really to help adults that are um, on the spectrum now, but also to prepare for the youth that are coming through. So let's... Oh, um, yeah. Absolutely. So let's introduce right now the topic of the Autistic Global Initiative. Um, it's a program of the Autism Research Institute, and it's comprised of a committee of adults diagnosed with autism spectrum conditions. So now, could you tell us a little bit more um, than that one sentence about AGI? For example, how did it start, and whose idea was it, and what are the goals? Sure. Um, well, the way AGI started was a group of adults on the spectrum had made plans. It was a little more than a year ago, almost a year and a half ago, uh, had made plans to take a, a private retreat um, together in Utah, uh, in Bryce Canyon, uh, to go hiking and hang out. Um, some of the organizers of that were veteran um, self-advocates on the spectrum, like Adam Pollock of the Autastics in the Bay Area and other um, people who were attending uh, were from another um, very long-standing self-advocacy group called Agua out of Los Angeles that was first founded by Jerry Newport and others, um, you know, back in the, the early to mid-90s. Um, so I had heard about this and wanted to reunite with some of my friends on the West Coast um, who are on the spectrum because I had just moved to San Diego from being in New York for 25 years. And um, my, my then fiancé and now husband, um, Stephen Edelson, he's the director of the Autism Research Institute, said, um, Val, you know, ARI will provide um, your retreat with uh, a small grant to pay for everyone's expenses and the only thing we'd ask in return is if you sit down for a few hours as a group and hold a meeting and let ARI know what are we doing right, what are we doing wrong, um, what in your mind as adults on the spectrum uh, do you feel we need to do to step up to the plate. Um, 
and uh, listen both to your voices and your needs, but also um, shape our own um, path, you know, leading forward so that we can begin to uh, advocate and support adult life, advocate for adult life, um, and and those um, really pressing issues that are coming to the fore right now for adults. So we organized the retreat, and then while I was there on the retreat, um, I spoke to Steve Edelson again, and he said, you know what, ARI would like to provide those of you who are there with a grant for $20,000 to decide what your own initiatives would be. You decide. We're not going to tell you what to do. Uh, and, you know, whoever wants to be a part of it can be a part of it, and um, and we'd like to see what you can do in one year with that, you know, and we want to learn from you. So um, most of the people attending... Uh, decided to um, become a part of that first year, and basically AGI was launched in January of 2011. Uh, what happened after that was uh, really exciting. Um, a lot of projects came our way. Uh, we sort of began to define ourselves um, sort of philosophically, how we wanted to be in the community mostly, we all shared the value of wanting to build bridges across stakeholder groups because we felt that there's a lot of infighting and um, polemic and people um, kind of so at odds with one another in their political beliefs around autism that um, it was kind of slowing down, uh, you know, collaborative process. Yeah, I'm really, yeah. I was really excited when I heard about um, the Autistic Global Initiative because I find a lot of times uh, in the autism community there's such a uh, difference between, and I'm going to speak from a family's point of view, those who are supporting those with Asperger's syndrome or trying to get services and those who have um, autism. And there's sort of this thought that their needs are very different. And if yeah. you just look at the surface, that could be true in the sense of perhaps Valerie's son does not need a one-on-one person. My son does, but underneath, we have to take a break right now, but we'll get back to that topic in a minute. Great. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. 
The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. Actually, here's Chantal. Chantal Cecilia Kira, guest hosting for Terry Aranga. And my guest is Valerie Paradis, and we are discussing the Autistic Global Initiative, which is a program of the Autism Research Institute. Um, so as we were saying before the break, or as I was saying before the break, Val, that um, I think there's in the past been a lot of disparity uh, between um, even parents and organizations about the needs of uh, people on the spectrum, whether they're uh, those like my son Jeremy who are uh, basically nonverbal and who need a lot of supports, uh, like one-to-one physical supports, I mean, to someone like your son who's on the more able end but still sees needs supports, though they may be um, different than Jeremy's, a lot of the supports are still the same in terms of the social and employment and so forth. And so it's really neat to see a self-advocacy type of organization that's run by people on the spectrum but that's inclusive of everyone, that doesn't feel like, oh, it's just for us who are on the more able end of the spectrum. It's really inclusive of everyone, and I find that it's really necessary to do that because some um, areas can be shared in terms of knowledge, and also we're much bigger force that way. And parents need support helping their children grow into adults and be their own person. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, and I think that that was the, the really the common um, value and really hope for our community that uh, the participants um, in our project, in our program, uh, all the AGI, you know, staff uh, shared. And we felt that that shared wish um, was something that we, with time, could transform into um, a message. And we actually uh, are very committed to the entire spectrum, and we're committed to um, bringing the various perspectives of what our community represents to be- together. Uh, if, we, if we have to agree to disagree, that's fine. That's part of the process. Uh, but I can tell you just as an example, um, this year uh, at our next uh, quarterly meeting, uh, which we we will be having at the Autism Research Institute's conference in Newark. That's uh, April uh, 26th to the 29th, and you and you and your son Jeremy will be presenting there at our uh, adult services track. Uh, but we have our our quarterly meeting. AGI does, and um, one of the the topics we'll be discussing is how um, how can AGI shape initiatives to uh, connect with and reach out to individuals on the spectrum who are um, non-speaking, 
um, and who may not even possess any um, real um, form of functional communication. Uh, and this will be a really critical conversation for us. Uh, we've certainly had this conversation ever since we all met with one another back in, uh, you know, the Utah um, retreat days uh, when we hiked around Bryce Canyon together, uh, really kind of shaping what the future was going to be like for us as a group. And so now that we really have a nice foundation laid in terms of our philosophy and approach uh, and the work we did in 2011. Um, by the way, ARI ended up expanding our budget like five-fold last wow. year. And uh, we we completed some pretty significant um, projects that have led to um, really putting us in a in a place of um, sort of being an authoritative uh, a source uh, in a lot of the different fields within our community, and um, more and more uh, the community is turning to us for um, support and, and, and guidance in, in how to more fully integrate adults' voices in, in the process. And we really vet how we work with others. We don't, we don't want someone to rubber stamp their projects and say, oh, I had a conversation with a self-advocate and therefore my project um, is legit. You know, we really, we really work with others to ensure that they're um, thinking and working along, you know, the ideals of self-determination and person-centeredness. And that's very hard work. Um, we have a lot of very committed uh, members, and uh, we really, we really um, try to work from within rather than, how do I put this, challenge from without, if that makes sense. Um, uh, we try to engage in dialogue and we try to affect change through collaborative work on projects with others. Right. I think that's a very important uh, comment to note. I also think it's important to note, it's my understanding that you also go beyond autis organizations that deal with autism to see what else is already working or not working necessarily, but uh, people that already have ties to the disability community in general uh, adult services to see what is actually there that could be helpful and also could give input into um, those with autism and how they can be more um, self-sufficient as they're older. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, again, you know, we're we're uh, we're sort of pacing ourselves how we begin to um, reach out into the community. Uh, I think what's happened at ARI is we've identified that this is a very um, powerful um, program, and uh, it has the potential to um, really grow in a way that um, can reach into, uh, you know, larger collaborations with other nonprofits, um, with government agencies. I mean, we're already doing that. Uh, and we also have to pace ourselves. Um, right. Just as a as a kind of side story, you know, um, some of our own uh, members. We were calling ourselves members in the in the beginning, but we realized we're not really a peer support group. 
uh, <laughs> we're a program. And so, um, and in the beginning, we were all volunteering, but I can tell you now that half, half of us are now employed through the program, um, either by projects paid for by ARI or by grants that are funding um, initiatives that we've proposed and received um, grant funding for. So, um, in a way, that in and of itself, you know, to increase employment opportunities uh, for others on the spectrum, that's definitely one of our chief goals. And uh, we see, for example, Sandra Williams. Um, she's now our new youth division uh, director. She uh, was appointed this year to do that project, and uh, then the Ohio Center for Autism and Low Incidence stepped forward and provided her with her own office uh, in their building um, in Columbus, where she lives. So AGI is beginning to um, not only support its own in, you know, becoming more fully employed, um, but um, connecting with other organizations in the process who want uh, yeah, to Obviously, other organizations that. see the value in this. Yeah, yeah. And they see the definitely. need for it. I mean, it's really, um, it is really a time where people have to be uh, thinking more about adults with autism, I guess, because of the numbers that are coming through and also because of all the budget cuts that are happening all around the country. Yeah, um, we really need to, uh, you know, get creative about um, our thinking because we are all facing a paradigm shift, if you will, in um, services and how they're structured and how they're funded, and that coupled with the rise in the incidence in terms of how many people are applying for services. Um, it is. It's a significant, um, uh, you know, um, uh, new sort of horizon that we all have to address together. Um, yeah, and it's interesting. Um, I guess we could share with the listeners that um, Val and I met quite a few years ago, and it's interesting how our lives have connected and interconnected. Um, I think it was the first time I ever gave a presentation was in New York, and I met you. You were giving a presentation at the same place, and that was That's the first right. time we met. And then uh, subsequently we've met at different conferences where we were speaking. And then both our sons, unbeknownst to the other, were chosen to be on the MTV show True Life, I Have Autism. I mean, how could you plan that? <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> you only had three teenagers on that show, and one was Valerie's son and one was my son, and we had no clue. I didn't know till you know, we're in the middle of filming Jeremy's. I just happened to ask, well, who were the other people? Because they were kind of secretive about it, and they didn't give any names. But when they started to mention that, oh, they, you know, this one person lived in upstate New York, and they started saying a few things, and then somebody said Woodstock, and I said, hmm, would the mother's name be Valerie by any chance? <laughs> it was really uh, interesting. And, of course, now Valerie is, you know, has authored a lot of books, and so have I, and now Valerie's here in San Diego where I am. So I feel yeah. like, you know, it's destiny, Val, to do great things together. And Jeremy is one of AGI's uh, youth division leaders, which is very exciting. <laughs> he, he is very excited about that. Yeah. And, uh, that brings and up Jeremy's another, also uh, coming point. to our office every Friday afternoon um, to work, uh, to do the work he's doing for the youth division, which is really nice. We get to see him once a week. Yeah, and you know what's um, 
what's so gratifying for uh, us, and I say us because, okay, Jeremy has his concerns, and I also, as mom, have my concerns, uh, because Jeremy um, is very uh, concerned with sensory processing, and many adults on the spectrum are. And so, you know, the idea of him going somewhere new and you think, well, if the people don't understand, they're not going to understand that he couldn't stay more than 10 minutes one time or he had to run around, you know, walk around the room and he couldn't sit still. But, you know, knowing that he's going to work at the AGI office is very relaxing for me because I don't worry because I know they get it. And it's very relaxing for Jeremy, I'm sure, because he thinks, well, I know they get it. (laughs) It's um, very conducive because it is really hard when you have – uh, you know, when you're trying to help someone on the spectrum who has these concerns, because it's an, it's just that little thing can be such a problem with work. But mm-hmm. uh, one thing that I did want to mention um, is that um, I don't know if this is true for those um, youths on the more able end of the spectrum, but I know that for someone like Jeremy who's nonverbal, unless you have a professional or you have a parent who fights really hard and decides that this person could actually learn and that this person could actually find a way to communicate, most kids end up that are like Jeremy, totally nonverbal and with little communication skills. And so um, I think it's really wonderful um, that AGI is looking at the whole spectrum But I think that also maybe there's going to be part need for mentorship of parents because unless the parents are really strong themselves, you are not going to see any Jeremy's or Sue Rubin's or, um, well, Sue Rubin's a little different because she was actually a professional at school, but she Mm -hmm. happened to have that, you know, one in a million professional who Mm -hmm. um, discovered about, you know, Sue's capabilities and then convinced the parents. But usually it happens to be the other way around. Yeah. do you understand what I'm saying about this whole um, mentorship pro- process? And we're going to be talking more about that. I'd love to hear what Val has to say um, after this break, because I can hear the music coming, which means that we're probably going to be going to break shortly. We'll be back soon after this break. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. Perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Every weekend, take some time out of your schedule for new reflections featuring Dr. Adam Rubenstein. It's a show about all things aesthetic, from skin care to plastic surgery, health and beauty. You'll learn about the aesthetic products and procedures to embrace or avoid. Each show will feature live, virtual, interactive consultations that you'll be able to follow along with and featured guests from the world of beauty and aesthetics. Listen Saturdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, for new reflections with Dr. Adam Rubenstein on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. Actually, this is Chantal Cecile Kira filling in for Terry Aranga. My guest today is Valerie Paradis, who is the director of the Autistic Global Initiative. For those who don't know who are just joining us now, the Autistic Global Initiative is a program of the Autism Research Institute, and it's comprised of a committee of adults diagnosed with autism spectrum conditions. Uh, the members come from all different parts of the United States, and they represent the broad lifespan of autistic experience and expression. Valerie, would you like to tell us a little bit about the initiatives that um, AGI has in mind? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, uh, well, some of our initiatives uh, include uh, education and training. Um, the Autism Research Institute hosts or holds uh, conferences twice a year, usually on the East Coast and the West Coast in different cities. Uh, and AGI designs and hosts its own full-day track devoted to adult services. Uh, one of the things that we decided early on is we didn't want to call it an adult with autism track. Uh, we feel that at many national conferences, quite often when you, when you label a, a conference track, something like that, people begin to think, oh, that's where all the autistic people go. <laughs> And then even at our own conferences, we start to mirror uh, the lack of integration we all bemoan <laughs> for people on the spectrum in, in the broader community. So we really, um, we really are committed to making that conference track uh, a place for everyone. And so the presenters in that track are um, a combination of people on the spectrum and professionals and parents. Um, and uh, the, the focus is um, improving uh, the quality of adult life and adult services. Um, the other thing we do is we publish a quarterly e-bulletin that you can sign up for free on the ARI website at autism.com. And that quarterly uh, e-bulletin is devoted entirely to subjects and concerns involving adults on the spectrum, adult services, uh, transition to adult life, etc. And again, our philosophy and approach there is similar to the conference. It's not a newsletter only for self-advocates to read. It's, it's for everyone. And our contributors are um, just as diverse um, in voice as uh, what you see at the conference track that we um, host and design. We also produce a number of videos 
Um, this year, we will be producing two. One will be uh, very important uh, on the topic of abuse and trauma and autism. Uh, it'll be um, a roundtable discussion with uh, Dr. Margaret Creedon, um, in, who is in Chicago and um, specializes really in in um, supporting people on the spectrum, their families, and professionals in um, addressing abuse when it happens or abuse prevention. Um, and AGI is very committed to this topic um, and feel that it's sort of uh, something that's so swept under the <clears throat> carpet because of all the taboo issues um, we need to face in order to really uh, shift um, the abuse that's going on right now in a variety of settings. Another roundtable discussion that we're filming will be with a group of educators in Harlem Public School, um, PS79, uh, and it'll be a discussion about how teachers in transition classrooms uh, with students who are either non-speaking or not really having the Asperger diagnosis are um, supporting their um, soon-to-graduate um, students on the spectrum. Uh, that's going to be very interesting, and those will be offered uh, free um, to view on the ARI website and in other, other arenas. We also have a lot of people on board at AGI who are working in the field, um, in the autism fields, and who uh, have had history with content development, curriculum development. And last year, we authored a comprehensive uh, curriculum and training in adult services and support to adults on the spectrum uh, with an emphasis on employment uh, and every aspect of employment. That um, led to uh, another very significant project that we're completing this year with um, a very generous grant from Autism Speaks, um, a targeted family services grant, it's called, for um, $150,000 which uh, has basically tasked us with writing a comprehensive training for direct service providers who support adults on the spectrum and across the spectrum in daily living and residential settings. Uh, and that project will be completed by September, and we're very excited about uh, next steps uh, once that's done and, and made available to the public. That sounds wonderful. Uh, what I really like about what I'm hearing is uh, really sounds like practical information is coming out that can be used um, pretty soon. I mean, this, we're not talking about years from now. And also, all the different connections that you have, that AGI has all around the country, as you said, in different areas such as content development. I mean, we're talking about different um, areas in all walks of life that you're getting information from. So it's not just academic and it's not just, you know, um, people who are not knowledgeable. It's really people from all walks of life who have information that can help um, to um, inform what the needs are and how to help the people with the needs 
especially those who are now, you know, as you said, being self-advocates for themselves. This is really where we need to go. Yeah. And one thing, you know, that I love to just emphasize uh, is that in all these projects, we're collaborating across stakeholder groups uh, and still maintaining our philosophy of approach uh, and educating along the way by open dialogue and sharing of ideas. But for us, really, um, it all comes back to, you know, the values of self-determination and person-centeredness. And um, we, we really strive to both, um, you know, be models of, of, of that in our own lives and in the way we collaborate with others. Um, but we also um, work very hard to be diplomats uh, and share with others who may not know uh, that this is best practice and, and documented as such in research and that other disability groups who, you know, paved the path before us um, have um, engaged in these practices successfully for some time. And, you know, we really do, we really do feel that that's the next big Step for our broader community, um, and and the way to get there is to integrate us more and more, uh, and we also see the the mutual responsibility um, uh, of needing to educate in a way that opens doors for others rather than closes doors of misunderstanding, and and I have to say that's probably the hardest part about about our work is. Uh, making those connections um, and, you know, not becoming bully, bullyish about our methods and at the same time really standing up for, for what we know, um, you know, to be the best for, for us and, um, and not compromise that. that. Those are very important points there. Um, I'm really interested to hear about that, the videos that you're making, especially the one that um, deals with abuse, uh, because it's true that these are areas, abuse and bullying. I mean, people talk about bullying, but these are areas, um, especially in the adult uh, world, that um, we don't really talk about that much. And I was really surprised when I interviewed um, adults on the spectrum for my book, Autism Life Skills, you know, and I asked people what were the really important things to them growing up and what areas had been difficult for them. You know, because I was trying to glean some uh, tips to give to parents about what could be important to be teaching their children when they're younger to support them to being um, adults, you know, who were successful with themselves as they were older. And, you know, the second or third topic was always safety. And they yeah. all had um, histories of either bullying or abuse or ways which they had felt really um, unsafe in growing up or even now as adults. And I was really surprised by uh, those numbers because, as you say, we may talk about bullying in general, but very rarely do people talk about the abuse that goes on. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're a child, it's uh, bullying and targeting, perhaps in school or elsewhere. and um, People on the spectrum are very vulnerable to sexual abuse. Um, and later in life, it, you know, bullying becomes harassment. Mm -hmm. uh, and the sexual abuse can persist um, as a vulnerability. 
And, uh, you know, I think one of the, the main efforts that we will um, hope to, you know, do and contribute in this regard is not only prevention and how to help staff and families um, and people on the spectrum, you know, decode situations like that and prevent them, but also give individuals on the spectrum more tools for uh, self-reporting when this mm-hmm. kind of thing happens. Because um, I think that, you know, just as an example, many residential programs and agencies, they may be reported on in, in the media as um, having, like, just terrible track records for this. There was a major article in the New York Times last year about this. And at the same time, um, they're needing help and guidelines and support yeah, think, to develop better protocols. Yeah. Okay, and we'll be coming back on in a few minutes. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health & Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Professionals and families who are dealing with autism face challenges that can lead to many questions. Questions about how to understand, communicate, and support each other. Every week, Autism Today with host Dr. Patrick J. Rydell will focus on dealing with the diagnosis and the day-to-day challenges of autism spectrum disorders. Dr. Rydell will combine his 30 years of experience along with featured guests from the ASD field to provide their insights and answers to your questions. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. And this is Chantal Cecile Cura, and I'm guest hosting for Terry Aranga today. And my guest is Valerie Paradis of the Autistic Global Initiative. And before we continue with our conversation, I did want to put out a few websites out there. Um, Valerie, can you um, repeat the, or tell us, because we haven't mentioned it yet, the exact website for um, the Autistic Global Initiative? Would someone just go to the Autism Research Institute website? Um, Yeah, (laughs) well, We've been so busy this past year, we don't even have a proper website up. We have one web page that you can reach by uh, going to autisticglobalinitiative.org. Um, and then the Autism Research Institute is uh, autism.com. Uh, and that's where you can sign up for our e-bulletins. And this year, one of our projects is to... Um, really build out our web pages and our website. Um, we've actually been just so busy with our initiatives that we haven't been able to conduct proper outreach that way. And we also have been waiting um, to 
kind of be out there in public with what we're doing until we've really uh, established a foundation. But we're ready for that now, which is great. Um, great. And you can we're also get back contact to our conversation. Us. I did want to re- uh, tell people my um, website in case they wanted information about the book that Jeremy and I have um, written, which will be published March 27th. The name of the book is A Full Life with Autism. So you can either Google that. Or you can go to my autismcollege.com website. That's autismcollege.com, and the book is A Full Life with Autism. So, Valerie, before the break, we were talking about um, the challenge um, or concerns of abuse with um, those on the spectrum and how more vulnerable they are. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a theme that... um, needs to be uh, really tackled in a broader way um, across the community. And I guess I can say that um, in the work that we are anticipating doing with Margaret Creedon, we hope to bring that more and more into a larger um, public forum and dialogue within our community because we're really not going to make any progress unless we start to talk about things. And the topics are uncomfortable. You know, yes. uh, and yet if we can't if we can't address them, uh, we're not going to get anywhere um, um, addressing issues of safety uh, I mean, for ourselves I... as people on the spectrum or as concerned parents or professionals. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why abuse continues is because uh, people don't want to talk about it, and a lot of times people don't want to hear about it. But it is necessary for the safety of everyone. Yeah. Um, Valerie, uh, do you have uh, any information about where um, AGI might be going in terms of helping in, in employment, areas of employment, for example? I know you've talked about uh, training for those who support uh, people on the spectrum. Um, are there any pilot projects that are happening anywhere or uh, anything like that that you can speak about? Yes. Um, well, we, we uh, currently offer... Um, technical assistance to organizations, universities, uh, schools with transition programs um, with our comprehensive um, training and curriculum in this area. Uh, two of our uh, staff at AGI are specialists in employment. And I, you know, just for anybody who's joining now, I, everyone who works, uh, with AGI and our program are uh, on the spectrum. Uh, we also collaborate with others who aren't on the spectrum, but uh, our employment experts are uh, Zosha Zaks, who is right. a certified rehabilitation counselor, and Janine Collins, who is at a USED, a University Center for Excellence, uh, in the state of Maine where she is a research associate um, devoted to topics of employment and disability. Um, So with their um, just amazing experience, and I don't mean just, you know, they've got their degrees. I mean life experience, (laughs) Uh, managing employment, struggling um, around issues of employment, uh, juggling services and um, employment, uh, we've really created um, a very, very unique curriculum and training uh, for uh, staff, 
working in voc rehab, uh, for job coaches, for school staff who are focusing on um, employment, uh, you know, development for um, young people in transition in their classrooms, um, to agencies uh, that support employment. Um, and you're just not going to see a curriculum like this anywhere else because you're getting the autistic view of what it's like, um, one, to become more employed or to develop employment skills and abilities. Um, and so the voice that, that runs through the training is from that place um, uh, rather than from more traditional um, sort of perspectives that we, that we see again and again. Um, for example, in voc rehab, you know, and we, while we appreciate um, and support uh, the kinds of services that voc rehab can provide people on the spectrum, uh, many of the agencies have yet to really receive the training they need to, uh, to really positively and, and, and properly support someone on the spectrum uh, with employment. And, and issues around employment. So that was the impetus for writing that curriculum. We offer it to schools and agencies around the country. Uh, and it comes with tools, hands-on tools. We don't just show up and say, this is what it's like for people on the spectrum. Uh, go forth and, you know, create, create your own tools and programs to address this. We, 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 we provide what's needed to do assessments, to, um, you know, create individualized plans uh, that are really specific to autism and working with someone on the spectrum. That sounds really wonderful. It's very exciting. Um, Anything that's practical like that, and I love how it has the dual uh, emphasis um, in the fact that somebody like Zoja or Janine, they have the background in the voc rehab, so they've been... um, you know, educated and know all the aspects in terms of typical rehab uh, workings and how the processes work from that point of view. And then you have the whole, you know, what is it like to have autism and to actually be trying to get work in that kind of system. Yes. And the daily living and residential curriculum that we're now authoring, uh, I think there's 15 different contributors from all around the country working on on that curriculum. Uh, It'll be six full days of training when we're completed with it. Uh, That also emphasizes not just, you know, Autism 101, this is what it is, this is what you can expect, but it provides staff with tools for doing it. Um, I think quite often, you know, that's what's lacking in, in, in moving forward is, is, you know, in all the different um, service sectors um, is that staff just don't have the tools they need to do it um, and do it specific for ASD, specifically for ASD. So, you know, we, we roll up our sleeves big time. Um, we really work hard um, in the content area, whether it's our e-bulletin or our curricula or the video content. Um, And we find that by doing projects with others, that's how we build bridges. 
Uh, right, because it is with everyone putting their knowledge and information and creative um, way of approaching things that you're going to be able to come up with something that's going to resonate uh, with people. Yeah, yeah. So I did want to remind people um, right now as we're heading towards the end of the show that um, the guest today has been Valerie Paradis, who's the director of the Autistic Global Initiative. And um, can you remind people once again where they might sign up for the newsletter, which comes out quarterly, and where they might get more information about um, the Autistic Global Initiative? Yeah, you can sign up for the newsletter on the homepage of the website of the Autism Research Institute, which is autism.com. Our own very tiny webpage at the moment is autisticglobalinitiative.org. And uh, if you need more information or have specific questions, you can always email us at agi at autism.com. Right, and did you want to mention again the conference that you're having at Newark that ARI is holding? It's at the end of April. That's right. Um, ARI's conference in Newark will be held at the Newark Airport Marriott from April 26th to the 29th. And on the day of the 29th, which is a Sunday, uh, that's when our adult services track is running with, um, you know, presenters uh, speaking on a variety of topics involving adult concerns. Uh, and then, of course, there's the rest of the ARI conference, um, which, uh, you know, has various tracks on um, recent research in um, nutrition uh, and biomed. Um, okay, we have to wrap support. it up now, Val. We're getting to the end of the show. Thank okay. you so much, Valerie Paradis, Director of the Autistic Global Initiative. Uh, I'm Chantal Cecile Kira, and uh, thank you for being here with us today on Autism One Radio. Thank you, Valerie, for being our guest. Thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit AutismOne.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga.